Hey, Coyotes fans, and welcome to Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Richard Morin, your host here on this Sunday, March 1st, 2020, coming to you guys after the Arizona Coyotes picking up a really a huge 5-2 win over the Buffalo Sabres uh, on Saturday at Gila River Arena. They're going to be practicing twice here uh, in Arizona before heading out on a crucial uh, three-game road trip that begins with uh, one of three games still remaining between the Coyotes and the Vancouver Canucks. One uh, team in particular that uh, seems to be falling uh, off the playoff pace just a little bit. This was a team that was really was a, a front-runner. Um, for uh, the Pacific Division for quite some time. Obviously, a big injury to Jacob Markstrom has kind of put that put a little bit of doubt on that, but the Coyotes have a chance to face them on Wednesday. Uh, they'll continue that road trip through Calgary on Friday, and then uh, next Monday, the 9th, will be uh, against Winnipeg, and then the Coyotes come back home, and they're going to be facing the Vancouver Canucks once again. So definitely uh, a little bit more rest for the Coyotes in between games, which I think will uh, serve them well. Uh, but clearly this three-game road trip is, is a make-or-break road trip. That's really what it comes down to. And we'll get into that a little bit later. We're going to get into Clayton Keller, who might have had might have had one of the most impressive performances I thought of his Coyotes career on Saturday. Two goals, one assist. He was absolutely flying, got put up on the top line with Christian Dvorak and Taylor Hall. I thought uh, Clint Keller was was really sensational on Saturday. We'll get into that, and we'll also get into a kind of a and an at the glance look um, at what the Coyotes are going to need to do in order to make the playoffs. I mean, they've dug themselves quite a hole um, with the mistakes they've been making, with uh, less than stellar play, and sort of everything um, everything in between those those things. So I think uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. What what are the Coyotes going to need to do in order to make that jump and sort of keep this season from being a really disappointing one. Um, clearly, I think the, the bottom line for that is that the Coyotes are, are going to have to play their best hockey right now. They're probably going to have to win, uh, you know, I'd say 11 of their last 15, at least 10 of their, 10 of their last 15, um, maybe even 13, 12 or 13, 11. Any, I'd say anywhere from 11 to 13, 14. That's you know, you have to, uh, and that's not accounting for three-point games. These other contenders, they're going to be playing each other, and you know, if you play teams like Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, are you giving them an extra point uh, in the standings with a three-point game, even if you end up beating them? So there are a lot of factors to consider when trying to figure out uh, the point situation. I wrote about it kind of at length, uh, sports.easycentral.com. You can read that. Um, I did kind of a, a look at whether the Coyotes had to run like that in them and also Really, what it's what is what is it going to take for this team to be able to do it? They're going to have to get hot. The Coyotes haven't had a 16 game stretch this year where they've won more than 10 games. They did have a 13 game stretch where they um, picked up a 20 out of a possible 26 points and went nine two and two, and that was really like October. I think October 9th to November 11th, something like that, from really early to mid October to early to mid November, kind of a month period there. Coyotes are very good. And that was without Taylor Hall. Um, and that's, I think, an important thing to remember. That was without Taylor Hall. And um, now you have Taylor Hall here. Your goaltending tandem is back. Uh, Jason Demers is back. The only player out is Jacob Chikrin, and he's not expected to miss really a whole lot of time. So why can't this team go on the best run of the season for them? What, what What's stopping them from uh, What's stopping them from getting hot? What's stopping this team from playing its best hockey the whole season uh, because they've been through the ringer of the schedule, and they have some losses in there that I think are schedule-related losses. I wrote about that 
uh, two not too long ago, sports.azcentral.com, about how they had to do things on their schedule that no other team had to do. Um, they were able to navigate that, I thought, with um, with with pretty admirable results given the circumstances. There were certainly some losses in there where you can say, "Hey, you know, that's that was a tough that was a tough schedule," and and you were able to you know do do what you were able to do with it. And now they get, they have rest. You know, they have one more back to back. It's uh, they're at Nashville, and then they come home against San Jose. That's a tough back-to-back, but your opponent on the second half of that is is not necessarily as um, as daunting as some of the other back-to-backs they've had this year with travel. So, um, not horrible. You know, they a lot of their games come with you know two games in between. They they have three days off, including today, which is Sunday, uh, before before Vancouver game. Um, two days off before the Winnipeg game. Another two two days off before coming back home against Vancouver. Uh, two two days between a road game in LA and a road game in Vegas. So the Coyotes will come home um, and practice for some of those days. Then another two days up before you go to Nashville. So um, there, there, there are days for this team. There, there are periods here. And like I said, only one more back to back. So most of those games have at least one day um, in between them. So this, it gets a little friendlier for the Coyotes and look, they, they got some tough opponents, but you know, uh, the idea is that these look you want to have these tough opponents you want to have three games left on the schedule against vancouver you want two games against winnipeg you know you you know two games against vegas you know you could probably do without because i don't think you're catching vegas but you know especially three against vancouver two against winnipeg you got to be licking your chops for those games you you don't want to be scared of those games you're going to need to get points over those teams and that that's a four point swing if you can beat Vancouver to uh, at least two out of those three if you can you know maybe you, you you get both of those games against Winnipeg I mean look I know that I know where they are in the standings right now it's not looking that great but um they're definitely still in, in this thing if they can rattle off like I said you know 11 of their last 15 12 of their last 15 look it sounds hard and it is hard and that's going to be really hard for them to do it because they have uh still nine teams left that are currently in playoff position that's that's a tall order um but there are some, you know, they, they still have to play L.A. They still got to play San Jose. They still got to play Detroit. Um, you know, there are still some games in there that, you know, I mean, look, and I know the Coyotes haven't exactly been, you know, playing, uh, you know, they've been playing up to their co- competition and not necessarily playing, uh, you know, playing the lesser talent to, you know, they've been kind of equaling that, right? So, um, you know, kind of take that for what it's worth. But, you know, it's 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 not a bad schedule the rest of the way. Um, looking at the schedules of a, a lot of some other teams that are in the same boat as the Coyotes, I think they have it. They might have it a little bit worse, and uh, you know. But it's not all about the schedule, too. I mean, I think really great teams can overcome that kind of stuff. But my main takeaway from this race is that pretty much every team is flawed. Calgary jumped back into a top three spot with a win today over Florida, um, but Calgary. I mean, they get a shutout from. Um, they get a shutout from Cam Talbot. Is that sustainable? I'm not sure. Um, Edmonton's in second place, 76 points in 65 games. Um, they get Connor McDavid back. They're looking good. Um, I like I like Edmonton right now. Vegas, I think, is kind of running away with it. Vancouver, I mentioned the goaltending issues they're going uh, they're going through. Um, 74 points in 64 games. Nashville, I like a lot, um, but they lost the other night. Uh, 72 points in 64 games. And then Winnipeg and Arizona 
both with 67 games played and 72 points and uh, minnesota right on their tail 71 points and three games in hand with 64 so those central teams are the, i think uh minnesota and nashville the two teams i'd be most afraid of i think they're both pretty hot right now they're both teams i think can, can do some damage against you but the pacific teams i think have some flaws i think you look at calgary and look at um look at vancouver and i think those are two teams that could be had I know Vancouver still has three games at hand, but um, they're not exactly inspiring a ton of conf- confidence right now. They've been playing really, w- really well at home this season. Um, so I think going into Vancouver on, on Wednesday, that, that'll be a uh, such a massive swing. And, and Winnipeg, too, that's the one central team. You know, they have tons of offensive firepower, but, you know, they've struggled on defense all year. Um, kind of hot and cold goaltending, um, but, a, but a good team. Um, still a pretty good team. Uh, pretty much just as good at home as they are on the road. Um, kind of treading water right now. Um, again, they've played 67 games, as have you. You both have 72 points. They're a team that, hey, you got two games left against them. That's a team you can catch. That's a team you can pass, no doubt about it. I think Calgary and, and Vancouver a little bit harder to pass, but, again, uh, you, know, you can do it. I don't think they have any games left against Calgary other than this game on Friday. So they, they play Calgary for the last time. Uh, on Friday in Calgary, that obviously will be a big game, your last chance at a four-point swing there. Um, and that's pretty much it. So you got some big games left. And the the question that I think we should all be asking is, why can't the Coyotes do this? Why can't they play their best hockey right now? They're really, I mean, look at relative to other teams. They're pretty healthy right now. They got their goaltending tandem back. You know, we're going to get into Clayton Keller in the next segment here about maybe what he can do for this team. You got Taylor Hall in tow. Um, you got some rest on the schedule. Why can't they make this run? Why can't they do it? There's really no excuses. They, they, if 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 this team is who we thought they were at the beginning of the season, then they should be able to, to make this happen. And if not, then you know there'll, there'll be some tough questions. But uh, for now, we're going to take a quick break here on Lockdown Coyotes. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Clayton Keller and what he might be able to do for this team on the run. Hey, Coyotes fans, and welcome back here to Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast. I'm Richard Morin with you here on this Sunday, March 1st. And we went in the last segment kind of breaking down what the Coyotes need to do in order to make the playoffs and end a seven-year playoff drought uh, and really what they need to do in order to avoid what will be an extremely disappointing season if they don't make the playoffs with so much so many expectations around this team and you go out and you acquire phil castle you go out you acquire taylor hall in the middle of the season you were four points short last year and you're pretty much on pace for the same amount of points this year uh you have to change something in these last 15 games because of those expectations they're there now and i think no player has bigger expectations that have not been met than clinton keller this season he signs a eight-year deal that hasn't even started yet going to be making over seven million dollars per season over the course of that deal and uh clayton has not been clayton keller he's not been that clayton keller the one that you signed um but a big game on saturday and it was really some of the best hockey i've seen out of the kid you know he still just 21 years old uh be turning 22 this summer 
67 games. He's played in every game for the Coyotes this season. 17 goals, 26 assists, 43 points. Those 43 points, by the way, lead all Coyotes players um, this season, which might sound crazy to, to think that this Coyotes team is led in points uh, by Clayton Keller. Obviously, we're not counting Taylor Hall, who scored the majority of his points with the New Jersey Devils this season. Um, but Clayton Keller still, hey, uh, he's, he's getting it done uh, somehow. He's still leading this team. Uh, in points, averaging a little bit less ice time this year by uh, more than a minute um, and still leading this team in points. And we'll probably get to that 50-point mark, which will be a, a marked improvement uh, over what he was able to do uh, last season, uh, the season that uh, evidently earned him that deal. But I think the big thing for Clay Keller is showing up when it means the most and showing up when his team needs him. I think a lot of people have maybe forgotten what Clayton Keller did or, or really wasn't able to do for this team last year. The last 11 games of the season with the Coyotes fighting, scratching and clawing for every point, trying to make the playoffs, Clayton Keller was their guy. He was their guy. They didn't have Phil Kessel. They didn't have Taylor Hall. He was the best player on the team. And he had one goal and one assist in the last 11 games of the year. One goal and two assists in the last 13 games and just one assist in the last nine games of the season. It's Honestly, it's just unacceptable from your best player. He, When you needed Clayton Keller the most last year, he disappeared. This year, that might not be the case. If, if the last several games have been any indication of what Clayton Keller is going to give this team down the stretch... Uh, it's looking like it's trending in the other direction. We're going to get into that a little bit more after we take our final break here on Locked On Coyotes. And welcome back, Coyotes fans, to Locked On. Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're talking about Clayton Keller here, and his recent run of games, I have to say, might inspire some confidence, not only in uh, Keller proving his worth, but what Keller might be able to provide to this team when it needs him the most. Um, in Keller's last 11 games, he's got five goals and five assists for 10 points in his last 11 games, um, all while getting just over... 15 and a half minutes of playing time. That's really for Keller, who his career average is about 17 minutes a game. That's not a whole lot of time on ice, and I suspect that time on ice is going to go up, especially after what we saw on Saturday. Kyrie said he was Rick Tockett, putting him up on a line with Taylor Hall and Christian Dvorak. I have to think that line is going to stick together, at least to start this upcoming make-or-break road trip. And if it sticks, then Keller is certainly going to get um, a lot more opportunities to increase that point total. Um Keller with two three-point games in his last three games. Uh, also, um, last Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, big win over Tampa Bay, two goals, one assist, um, and uh, two even-strength goals as well. Um, but Clayton Keller with five shots on goal uh, on Saturday against the, the Buffalo Sabres, that it's the most shots on goal he's had since January 30th. Uh, he didn't put in any points, 
Um, but he did put five shots on goal on an overtime loss to Los Angeles Kings. So it's been quite a few games, uh, like 12 or 13 games, I think that is, since Clayton has had five shots on goal. And he was flying. He was absolutely flying on Saturday. And I know a lot of fans have kind of soured on, on, on Keller for the sole reason that he signs this big contract and um, sort of disappeared for you for, for quite some time there. And you weren't really sure where he was and uh, what he was providing to this team. If Clayton's one of those players who, if he's not – putting up points he's, he's really not doing a whole lot for you I mean he's a really talented point guy you know he's an offensive guy he's the guy who's going to put up points but when he's not doing that uh he's not really super valuable to your team at that point so um you know, it gets frustrating I think when whether you're part of the team you're a frust- you're uh, a supporter of the team you know whatever your case may be you, you, when one-dimensional players can't even do that one dimension right certainly elicits some frustration um, and I think looking back at last year and the fact that Clayton Keller only had one assist in the final nine games of the season while the Coyotes were scratching and clawing to uh, make an improbable playoff berth, now the expectations are on the Coyotes and they're on Clayton Keller. Uh, and Keller, like I said, last 11 games, um, 10 points. Keller has six points in his last three games. Um, I think since... Uh, since the big win uh, at home against Washington seven games ago, he's got five goals and three assists um, for eight points, eight points in, in his last seven games. So perhaps it it's a little bit of an indication that, that Clayton Keller is coming around now. Clayton Keller is um, is, is going to be here for you maybe when you need him the most. And that's not to say uh, if he's able to do that, does that make his whole season a success? Probably not. Um, but it at least gives you a little bit of hope that um, – He's turning a corner. I still think in the offseason, Clayton could stand to add some muscle. I think he could, he could get bigger. I think that would help him stay on pucks um, and things like that because I still think he, he gets knocked on pucks. But certainly uh, work, working on the line with Christian Dvorak and Taylor Hall, which we hadn't seen prior to Saturday, that seemed to to light something in Clayton Keller. And uh, perhaps that's that's a feeling that can be chased. And I'm sure Coyote said coach Rick Tockett is going to be keeping that line together at least to start uh, unless it flames out. You know, on this road trip, I would certainly expect that to, to stay together. But again, you, you need more than Clayton Keller. I'm not. It's not to say that Clayton Keller is the only um, the only key to this team making the playoffs. I mean, you you're, you're going to need more from your captain, Oliver Ekman Larson. You're going to need more from Phil Kessel, who you brought in here to be that difference maker. You need a whole lot more from Nick Schmaltz, who I think has kind of escaped a lot of the blame, but uh, has been really just as underwhelming as, as Clayton Keller has been this season. Um, I, and he's another guy with a big, long contract, not as much money as, as Clayton Keller, but but certainly Nick Schmaltz needs to be producing more. Um, you know, And, and look, you, it can't just be Taylor Hall and Connor Garland every night. Um, and I think Connor Garland is still getting used to playing on a line with with Kessel and and, and Barrett Hayton, who's certainly had had some really nice flashes on on, on Saturday, um, but also had some ups and downs. And, and Barrett is a guy who's who's going to make some mistakes out there at his age and at his experience level. But uh, you can see some of the the potential that's that's there with Barrett Hayton. So, uh, but you're going to need everybody at this point in the season. You know, Jacob Chikrin is probably going to come back relatively soon. It would not surprise me if he traveled with the Coyotes on this trip. Will he be available to play? That's a little bit more unlikely, but I definitely think it's – I could see him traveling with the team and practicing with them on this trip. That definitely makes a lot of sense to me. Um, like I said, the Coyotes going to be practicing at Gila River Arena both Monday and Tuesday, so we'll have those updates for you. And uh, we're going to be ramping up the podcast schedule here, actually. Uh, it's March Madness now. It's the playoff race. And uh, you, know, you guys have really turned up for the, these podcasts, and I really appreciate it, especially if you've made it all the way to the end of this one. Um, 
you guys have really come out and, and, and supported the show, and I really do appreciate that. So we're going to be ramping up the, the schedule here. We're going to be doing uh, probably about five a week, I would say, four or five a week uh, easily. Um, you know, trying to preview games, break down games, and, and kind of give you some off-day content, uh, some daily content for you guys to drive into work with. So that's kind of the idea here. And, um, you know, uh, kind of was coming on in January. Didn't really know a whole lot to expect now, and, and now we're in March. Um, and you guys have really shown a lot of support, and I really do appreciate that. Uh, everybody who streams and downloads and everything like that, uh, it, it definitely uh, definitely is much appreciated, and we're going to be ramping up the schedule uh, because of the support you guys have shown. So I really do appreciate that, um, and we'll be back, and I will be uh, talking to you guys in just a couple of days. We'll, uh, Coyotes will be practicing, like I said, Monday and Tuesday. I'll probably bring you guys another podcast uh, on Tuesday after practice is done, giving you a bunch of uh, news updates and, and some interviews and, and everything like that. So uh, thanks again, guys. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at R.A. Moore and underscore A-Z-C. For Lockdown Coyotes, I'm Richard Moore. Talk to you guys later.